I saw, I witnessed Jake dripping with whimsy. And welcome to the ABC Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast brought to you by us over at ABCHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. And I'd never do the same gag twice, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else with a pointed serpent's mouth and real thin lips. It's Mark. Hello. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crack Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and nope. then we get drunk and argue about it. Well, nope. week is week is relative. <laughs> and this week, we watched 2014's Digging Up the Marrow, which was a Jack pick. And we will dive all the way into that movie real soon, and fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And hey, up top here, I did want to take a second to thank uh, some very nice listeners for leaving us some very nice reviews. We gave that call to action some time ago, and people came through, and we very much appreciate the do awesome it again reviews. do it again yeah hey and if you want to continue to support the show or go go higher go deeper into your support of the show you can go to patreon.com slash atoz and support the show at your level of choosing no all of that pro all of those proceeds are going to feeding america rather than us so somewhere good and then also get some perks <laughs> for your troubles <laughs> um and uh, whatever Fact. you do though please consider doing something you can for someone who needs it blacklivesmatters.card.co remains a good list of resources of ways you can help fight systemic racial injustice and if you need a little escapism hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for at least the next little bit so boys it's time to getting drunk part and you had so boys you know what that means it's time to do the drunk part so on that score let's do beers for fears i'm rusty it's been i like that forever. you laugh through your retake of it like yeah well i, I can't cut any of it now. no you're not I, you, I didn't think you'd cut it anyway jack it's been a month right it's, it's been, been, at been least so long it's since we've recorded an episode you yeah. motherfucker yeah. had to get married yeah Asshole. hey i was the last yeah, one jake, so you now know you're what? uh you're a married man how's the uh the old ball and chain you know what i mean it's it's been a whirlwind, dude. Um, <laughs> it's it's been really great though. I got to see all my friends, and most importantly, got to marry my best friend. Hey, hey. So I am personally offended. Actually. Well, sorry. You're you're <laughs> a solid number two through five somewhere in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna divulge who's what order because actually I don't keep score. Mark, <clears throat> okay. you'll find. It's been it's been great. It's I don't been see very best busy. friends. You know, everyone just looks the same to me. We all had a great time. I'm happy that it's over in a certain way. Yeah, beautiful wedding. We all had very fun, and Mark and I did a real good job standing up there. We did all have very you fun. You did stand. You sure I, did stand. I feel like my walk down the aisle with uh, the bridesmaid was very weird. I felt like I was very self-conscious of the walk I was doing. I wasn't going to say anything, but you did walk weird. Mm. <laughs> Too much strutting. Pa Patreon content. Or not enough strutting. <laughs> it's like Either you only way. strutted on the right side. But it just then you wasn't the right amount of strutting. For too much strut on the left side, yeah. so it was it was all over the place. Yeah, we'll break this all down on a Patreon episode. But for now, boys, let's actually do beers for fears. Those fears being digging up the marrow. Mark, what did you uh, deign to bring us this week? You know, it is uh, rare that I feel so blessed to have a beer that fits a movie this perfectly. Oh boy, was uh, it just sitting? A, was it just sitting really, here? I am drinking. A City of Trees, Idaho Pale Ale, because of how many trees are in this movie and not because I forgot to get a beer for this week. <laughs> wow. I like it. And I believe you. 
Thank you. It That's is the, the important part. Right? I appreciate that. They, you know what? They do make a focus of like it's the woods. It's a forest when it's light out, but when it's dark, it's the woods. There's and it's this, creepy. And yeah, there's, yeah. Exactly. There's an underground city. There's an yeah. underground, there is an underground city. city called the Marrow. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, yeah. it's very Nightbreed adjacent. We're gonna get into that. Totally. I can't not oh, it's, unsee it's, Nightbreed, and now that has this movie is up this, this movie is a hip, hipster self-referential Nightbreed. Like, <laughs> yeah, but which one's better? This one. Uh, that very, very clearly this one. <laughs> yeah, this, well, this one by a lot. <laughs> so, spoilers for our ratings. Uh, Jake, how about you? What do you got? And did you remember to actually get a beer? Well, Jack, let me tell you. Um, I'm really pleased that I have a beer that just fits this movie perfectly. And I definitely, <laughs> it just wasn't sitting around my house. There's a character. The main character in this movie's name's Decker. He's been kind of chasing these these monsters that live in the underground society that Mark mentioned already. You could say that the Marrow is his city of dreams, the city of his you, dreams. City of you both went with city ofs, huh? But uh, it's yes. a very city focused. It's a very the, the Marrow is a metropolis, Jack. <laughs> Bustling metropolis. You'll learn it is that. under our entire country. His yarn wall. We'll will get tell into you. this later. But isn't the Marrow just the entrance? Or is I the marrow? Don't no. He I, he refers to the area writ large as the marrow. Yeah, I where think they it's, go it's the is space. the marrow. It's not just the precipice, the portal, the vestibule. Yeah. It's not just that. It's the space right. betwixt. It's the liminal space between our world and I guess ostensibly. It's the like core. the bardo. <laughs> yeah, it's no, the bardo. It's, it's I don't know what it is, dude. Fair enough. Well, I myself, <laughs> boys, I went out and I got a little a little be- city yeah, of what be- city of what. City no, of it's bat not squatch. a city. Of, Fuck. Not a city of anything. It's city of bat squatch. Yeah, uh, cool. I'm drinking a rogue hazy IPA called Bat Squatch mm. IPA. Uh, this is you can see from the art here. I'm showing to you boys, but not to the listener. It's you went a with the monster play. Scary monster theme. Also, the tagline for this beer, which is printed atop the beer, yep. says "Dedicated to the legend." And Decker is dedicated to the legend of he, these monsters. The legend of the city of his dreams that's in the trees. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. I yeah, almost I mean, got a second beer. I almost got a Timber Giant that's left over from the recent Tree Fort Music mm. Festival, and that was kind of that was right up the alley too. There's that like weird spidery thing that turns that's kind of gianty and lives amongst the timber. Hey, you know what? This is a surprisingly easy movie to beer. There's a lot that fits. I think we all did well. Yeah, I, I do think too. We did. Yeah, and Mark and I definitely went and got these beers yeah. <laughs> intentionally <laughs> with intention. You know what, though, boys? If you've got a selection that deep, just in your fridge, ready to go, that's also that's that's to be laudable. That's to be lauded. I'm, I itself. was I I was actually just fucking with you. I did go and get these beers. Oh, gotcha. Fair <laughs> enough. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Now let's see. Ordinarily, <laughs> I would say that ordinarily on the podcast, this is where we do what else has been rocking our horror worlds. But the last episode we recorded was horror release roundup, and this episode we're also doing horror release roundup. So I guess ordinarily it's on the podcast, this month. is where we do the horror release roundup. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> kick you uh, every a trailer, link to the trailer for all the movies we could find coming out over the course of the next month. That month being October of 2021. Um, and over at our website, a hyphen zhorror.com, you can find the complete list. Notably, not our thoughts about each one because there were two goddamn many, not this and month. we've been busy. Not this month. Not this month. Similar play to last year with October. Uh, this yeah, is we'll the month where I, apparently people like to release horror movies because it's the only time that some people care about them. Ostensibly, oh, there's, a, there's a holiday called Samhain. Oh, Sam that's Hain. why. Samhain. Yeah. Samhain. Yeah, Samhain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't do song. thoughts this time. We just tried so we didn't to get do it out. Thoughts this time. But like here on this the podcast, episode, Jack. Yeah. Cross talk. Uh-huh. But you, we got to get this episode out on time because the people they need it. Sure, buddy. I need it. I like to listen to these while I work. Oh, fuck. 
continue. That's insane just, to me. You're just, a psychopath. Just, just move past it. I just can't even with this. I am very narcissistic, Jack, okay? Obviously. I hope that comes through. It does. Yeah. But here on the podcast, we're going to hit you with a top one pick, a bottom one pick, a dark horse pick. We might talk about some other noteworthy stuff, too. Let's start at the bottom. Let's get out of the way fast, because we got stuff to talk about here. Mark, what's your bottom oh one Oh, my pick? God. I, I was not prepared for you to go bottom and go straight to me. Yes. Yeah. You, you really got... I, that's what I'm always most fearful of, right? And when the list is so long, like, we're talking over 40 movies this month, listener. It is going to take forever to scroll. It I, is. Well... I actually did. I do now recall what it was. It, yeah. I, I panicked, and now I'm back. I'm back on this planet. Um, I went with Ouija Japan. Okay. So I think the reason I went with this one is because the disparity between what I saw in the trailer and what I was hoping I would get from the description are wide. That sure. is, that's a big ravine there. And I mean, they're taking. So let's just let's just unpack this for a second. This is a movie about people who play a Ouija board game in Japan named Karen summon a fox demon spirit and that demon spirit then forces them to play a murder your friends and the last one alive wins type of game what the fox say uh wow for that it's been (laughs) a while I don't even know how that entered my brain space I kind of that's (laughs) fuck that's a little concerning actually so all they've done really is taken the you know numerous Ouija board game movies about being possessed by stuff yeah and then just jammed that right into the battle royale yeah genre and, and then they just per- took the quality level and ratcheted it down yeah. many 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 levels notably Mark- this is not of the recent good Ouija series ilk and also notably wow. not of the recent good battle royale style movies. yeah but this like is Belko called Ouija so it could fool somebody you never know Mark, I think it's a fair pick. I didn't pick it for a couple of reasons. One, it seems like ultra low budget, pretty much. It does seem like kind of a labor of love. And two, I was intrigued at the beginning of the trailer, the woman who has the rifle, like the bolt-action rifle, the way that was shot and... I assume the effects on it were so stylized, like the way those bullets come out of the chamber and rocket towards the camera was so stylized that it makes me think maybe this has some like stylistic choices going on. So that's what elevated it for me. But okay. I still respect the pick. You can you can watch it and let me know. I mean, n- now you have all this oh, no, abundant I won't, free I won't time. be doing that. No, there, no. <laughs> <laughs> there were many that you could pick from, and there's a lo- the list is long. Okay, <clears throat> I think yeah. that could be another reason, Jack. Yeah, the it, trick it, is striking the balance where you're not being mean. Uh, but you are picking a movie that is bad. Oh, you might be yeah. mad at me then. Oh yeah, okay. Well, I mean, more well, so than well, usual, or about the same. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's keep building suspense towards Jake's pick then. I picked a big budget sort of brand name movie. This is a sci-fi movie, sci-fi studios. Ah. I picked Slumber Party Massacre. I was close on this one when I saw the name. I was like, oh, you getting it? But then I watched the trailer and compared that to some of the other things just... I had seen. It's like they it, they just didn't seem to do anything out of the box here. It's just like, hey, isn't it fun to make fun of co-ed sla- movies where co-eds get slashed by a monster? And it didn't. I didn't hear any jokes that excited me. I didn't hear any dialogue that well, was clever. I mean, you are familiar with the original Slumber Party Massacre, I assume. I, I don't know if you've seen it. I'm pretty name. sure neither of you have seen it, but it's not. It's it's not funny or intelligent humor. It is a, it's just an exploitation movie. <laughs> this this is uh, but, definitely knowing. I I thought that the gore and the gore in this is what elevated it out of this territory for me. Yeah, that's fair. 
But I, for me, it felt like it, this one, Mark, I, you're right. I haven't seen the first one. This one did seem like it's trying to be funny, at least the trailer. Oh, it is. Well, you'd have and to. Isn't. In the, yeah. when, the, when the first one was made in like the late 60s, early 70s, you could just do that. And yeah, you're not. at this point, now we look back and say, wow, that was fucked up. What a stupid piece of schlocky bullshit. And now you have yeah. to go in with that knowing eye. So, I mean, there has to be a certain amount of knowing what they were doing. But yeah, to your point, the trailer... It's just a remake. <laughs> I mean, it's not even a remake. It's, it's just this. It's just a exploitation film again. Which yes. I mean, you know, it's on Sci Fi Channel, so they're not known for their deep narrative yeah, deconstructions of what's wrong with the horror world. But you know, whatever. Large drill, gore, whatever. Yeah, the large drill is one of the least like functional weapons of any slasher, and that's the really the only reason why this movie has stood the test of time. <laughs> Heart emoji. <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Jake, how about you? What's your bottom one pick? Hit us. I went with a big brand name thing that's called I Know What You Did Last Summer because that looks like some fucking trash and I don't this want it. The TV show? Yeah. Uh, let is me explain why. A couple of reasons. I don't think this is something that needs to be remade, number one. Number two, it's a TV series, which if you know me, Amazon. it's a big turnoff. And number three, I didn't see anything in the trailer that looked interesting, nor did I see anything in the trailer that was that novel or different from what the original movie. Did. Yeah, they just took the movie and they're just kind of making it an Amazon <laughs> series and um I'm sure it's going to do something differently. It's going it definitely brings it to like the 20 now 2020ish. You can tell that they're it's modernized. Wow, way 90s. to date the podcast, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No longer evergreen. <laughs> Fuck. As we talk about the horror release roundup for October 2021. Shut up. <laughs> Anyway, this just isn't going. This is not doing anything for me. I don't even like the original, so it might hit others differently. I'm sure Mark That's fucking can't wait. Actually, no. So this is the part of the pot, like roughly monthly mention of Scream the TV series. If this seems even remotely interesting to you, don't watch it. Watch Scream the TV series. There you instead. go. Which, which to use Jake's words, does elevate and change and modify the original movie in clever and interesting ways. Now, I'm not saying that this won't, but I'm saying that it's not letting off that it does. The trailer does not indicate that it will. Yeah. yeah. In <laughs> fairness, I'm pretty sure the trailer for Scream, the TV series, would have been met with the same level of criticism from us. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a chance. It's on Amazon. It's you know, yeah. easy to find. Sure. Interestingly yeah, enough, I, as we were compiling this list, uh, this and Slumber Party Massacre just happened to be next to each other because of when they were releasing in the month, right around mid-month, the 15th and the 16th. And I was like, I'm going to do a double whammy bottom one because you neither of these needed to be remade. Made. but when i totally. watched the two trailers i was like this is definitely a rung below for me yeah no that's that's fair enough and jake i do fully agree with you that i didn't like the original that much either so fuck this yeah well let's uh let's get out of this uh dump of negativity here and let's go into dark horse because i'd wager that there are there, i mean there's 30 movies that could be a dark horse this month there's so many weird looking shit there's so, so many we, uh, weird looking shit yeah. indeed. there's so many it, i'm rusty jake and now also i'm uh, i'm doing another uh like uh you know watching what i eat kind of calorie counting thing so i haven't eaten much today and it's mm -hmm. also 3 p.m and i've mm -hmm. had two beers now and i'm pretty drunk so hey good for mark you. Yes. What's your what's your middle horse pick? Dark horse pick. <laughs> My middle horse pick. Like you said, there's a there's a myriad. We probably want to take a little bit of time to unpack like all of the other titles that we haven't yeah. mentioned at the end of what? this thing. But a that's minute. what I think. No, yeah. a, where mi a I, minute. Where I landed on Dark Horse was VHS ninety four. Yeah. That was on yep. my list for sure. It was on my list. Coming to Shutter. Yep. Um I 
uh, what when is this coming to Shutter? Right around the beginning of the month, actually. Definitely. Oh, it'll be, be out. Able, you will be able to see this by the time <laughs> you are hearing me talk about it. It comes out two days from the time of this recording. How's that for dating? Oh, we're fucked. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm bleeping all of this. First off, <laughs> first off, I am weirded out by the amount of references to 1994 in the year 2021. Why do movies keep being made referencing 1994? Good year, Mark. Year. It's a very specific oh, year. Apart from this and Fear Street, what else is there? That's it. That's a lot. Okay. Though. That that's is a lot. That is, a lot. Yeah. Admittedly, that's a lot. Those are two Mark, it was a movies. very important year. River Phoenix died. The Muppet Show went out of syndication. I turned six. It was... Uh, I, yeah, it was a very critical year. Uh, what, season two of The Real World was on the air, San Francisco. Puck and Judd and Pedro were running around. He always finds a way to get to Real World season two. It's fucking well, miraculous. Hey, you brought up 1994. Life finds a way. You'll find I didn't find up 19, I didn't bring up 1994. VHS did. Anyways, that's my dark horse. <laughs> you never know what you're getting with them. It could be a viral, which actually still had some good segments in it. <sighs> it, it had could, some okay segments. It had some shit segments. It's... I, I would say this about the VHS series. It's a pretty good... Sh- you you can be somewhat confident it will be a good anthology. Yeah. Maybe not fantastic. Maybe not good, but probably good. I think we all like the VHS thing yeah. enough yeah. to give it a watch. Particularly, so this is on Shudder. Uh, it's an easy pick this month because anthology, it's coming out in October. It's on Shudder. It's a month where you're going to watch more horror movies if you're like most people. You're going to get something in here that you like. I'm pretty damn sure. Yeah. Totally. I'll also say that I'm interested in the frame narrative of this one, right? Which is they break into yeah. a house where everybody has been killed seemingly in some kind of like cult mass suicide. Yeah. And there's a TV with tapes. They're just going to, the detectives are going to play them or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's getting not back to narrative. something that I, that's, that's better. And that's, that's also, like it. that's also what makes the VHS anthology series so good is that. And what I would say, what makes viral the worst one is so bad. The frame narratives are typically pretty good, and the viral frame narrative was incredibly stupid. They're, yeah, apart from viral, they're at worst inoffensive. <laughs> I would say they're better than that. I don't know, whatever. That, they mostly are. Yeah. You can. I think that there's an interesting thing that you get from the trailer as well, where they learned that like the hyperactive action segment plays well. I think that that probably tested well with the audiences, or they got good feedback on it when they've done it before, because there's definitely that sci-fi one with all the overkill going on, and it's super stylized. I'm kind of interested to see how that fits in, because it's pretty jarring. Do you think the Moorhead and Benson uh, skate park massacre voodoo zombie thing from Viral was the most popular segment of that? No. Okay. Just curious. I think that the one... (laughs) It was VHS 2 that had the one with, like, the exploding monks, right? Uh, The the one in, like, Thailand or wherever it was? Yeah, because that, that was like, right. I think where that started. I might be wrong. It's been a long time since I've seen any of those movies. Anyway, this is taking that up a notch. <laughs> looks well, insane. I mean, next time here's it the looks thing. like a straight up video game. Here's the thing about when we do our rocking horror world segment. It's been a month, <laughs> and we've been and? busy, but also, I'm going to have, I mean, at least 10 movies to talk about. Oh, oh my God, oh my dude. God. I, no. I, <laughs> we I might need to do entire... an episode just on its own of what's been talking over. I, I think that actually should happen, <laughs> to be honest. It really has to. Like, we'll release a bonus cast in, a bonus cast in here somewhere just talking I about I mean, it better be during October, though. Hey, what's your guys' Dark Horse? <laughs> Well, Mark, this one very much was in my Dark Horse list, but I'll go ahead and talk about a different one. I'll talk about Witch Hunt here. Witch? Witch Hunt. Witch? Don't do that. (laughs) This is uh, (laughs) seemingly a movie about, like, uh, 
I don't really understand, like, witchcraft is illegal in America, so a bunch of women accused of being witches flee to Mexico, uh, and it's, it follows one young woman fleeing to Mexico, helping people. I don't know, this look, this trailer was really interesting. The effects looked pretty good in some kind of Carrie-esque witchcraft. Um, I think the story's kind of cool, and I, like, it seems like a pretty big budget, and for... It, it was written and directed by a woman named L or Ellie Callahan. Like, so, if, like, first, as far as I can tell, like, major motion picture that was given all to her. So I'm intrigued by all of those things. It seems like it's got a lot of feminism stuff going on, I think, pretty obviously. But either way, this just looked like a pretty good movie, and I'm pretty excited to see where it goes. I'm with you on this one, too, actually. I think we probably had pretty similar lists of what the Dark Sources were. Um I was a little turned off by the Handmaid's Tale meets whatever uh, which movie they decided to pick, but yeah. Um, I mean, I, look, there's promise here. I think there's ways you could do it, but I mean, yeah, we'll see. I, I also think the visual effects that came through in the trailer look mm, less than what I would normally want out of an entertaining movie. But okay, okay, you know well, the the substance that's of a weird it, statement. The substance of it could could prove to make everything else completely irrelevant. So. I thought the effects looked decent at, at, at worst decent. Um, well, okay. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree on this then. Fight! <laughs> I think effects need to look really good or really bad. Well, I think th- if the effects look bad, then I'm willing to excuse that if the movie is of a certain like ilk, and this movie seems to be taking itself more seriously serious, than yeah. what you would yeah. want. It does seem to be pretty serious. Yeah, me. that's yeah. when you're like, you need to know what hand you've been dealt or like what hand you're playing with and yeah. just not show all that there's a movie this month called the mutation that looks okay. egregiously <laughs> bad yep and with some of the worst cg effects i've ever seen yep. and yet i'm kind of excited for oh, it oh god <laughs> i'm not because of how not seriously it takes itself sure however in this case yeah like jack said we're touching on themes of like immigrants and feminism and all that fun stuff so i don't know yeah. juxtaposing that with Low level CG and whatever doesn't, yeah. doesn't might not really be the right place. Strike for the CG. right chord. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, either way, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Jake, yeah. what's your dark middle horse? I be- I feel like you guys could probably guess what mine's going to be. Um, Adam's family too. Definitely not. Definitely um, the Lego Star Wars. I'm, I think you're thing. about to pick my top one. <laughs> uh, I, maybe, dude. I wanted so much for this to be my top one. It's not. Um. It's just a little too out there, and that's what A24 does. This is Lamb. Oh. Um, yep. okay. Yeah, man. I mean, you do... You, <laughs> Not where I thought you were You going. have an A24 movie set in Iceland, and you have two of probably two things you need for Jake to be intrigued with a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't think you like A24 movies. I don't yeah. know, because I feel like every time I see A24, I'm like, hell yeah, and then this is no different. <laughs> but what the fuck? Like, okay, I'm going to read you the synopsis. And, listener, I hope you haven't seen the trailer. Just listen to this. Let it wash over you like a warm bath, and then go and watch the trailer. A childless couple, Maria and Ingvar, discover a mysterious newborn on their farm in Iceland. The unexpected prospect of family life brings them much joy before ultimately destroying them. That sounds kind of heavy. Yes. Um, Okay, now watch the trailer. Now watch the trailer. We'll wait. It's two um, and a half minutes long. There is a there's a human with a lamb's head <laughs> in this movie, and and I think that it, might be the twist. I think they gave away the twist. 
No, that's not the twist. It I, has a lamb's head when it's born. They show you the lamb's head like in, as soon as he turns around. No, what I'm saying is I think is that, that, they, that there's the a movies. human body attached to it is the twist because they don't really show that to you except for like one quick flash. In the I, I don't think that it cares. Yeah, you they, think? I mean, pretty early on, they're like holding hands with it as it's walking down the road. That was the only image, because I've been hearing about this movie for a while, yeah. and all that was released about it was the image of like the, the woman holding hands with a like lamb in a raincoat yeah. and little welling to welly boots. So oh, this God. um okay. this is going to have a certain level of A twenty fourness. Of A twenty fourness. It's also it has just like a level of inherent A twenty fourness? Silliness <laughs> that I don't typically equate to A twenty four, but there's there's I, some there's something here that I just don't know how it's going to land. I think it's gonna be really fun question mark. That's why this is a dark horse. Did you watch this trailer? Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of fun. It doesn't look fun at all. I know. That's why it's a dark horse, though. You can't have that thing in a movie and play it as seriously as this is taking itself. This is why it's my top one. (laughs) Because of that juxtaposition? Kinda, yeah. It oh, looks that's like it's why going it's a dark play horse. With some really dark adult fears themes, it seems like it's really somber and gray Ex- throughout the whole thing. And then there's a thing with a there's a human with a lamb's bro. That's why it's dark horse. Around. You're defining. You're describing no, a dark horse. This movie uh-huh. looks absolutely incredible and so much up my alley. This is a dark lamb. <laughs> you guys are idiots. You think this sucks? <laughs> I. I am very much souring on a twenty four. I mean, they do some things very well. But I, mean, I need more narrative out of them and less just I, Dadaism. I, I don't know why you, you're souring on it. That's always, I just think you've only seen like the ones that come to the forefront, but they've released like a hundred movies. I've seen a movies, lot of A24 a, movies, dude. A lot of them are just like nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen most of them. I feel like yeah. this could be just nonsense. I feel no, like it could be. No, it's not. It's going to be deep and meaningful. You don't, okay, you are so, okay, I guess that's why he's your top maybe, one. I'm not so sure, Jack. Maybe, maybe I'm still just burned from watching The Lobster because that movie fucking sucked. Everyone yeah, loves that The lobster that movie. is unex- inexcusably bad and boring and slow. Oh, and yeah, so and many A24 people liked it. movie. Mark, you just did a <laughs> I just watched the Sopranos prequel which also was very bad and boring and slow, but you just did an oh like uh, Sopranos. That's what I was going for. I'm glad you got the reference. Thank you. Deep. That's deep my dark horse. Cut. That's where it belongs for the record. There's a part of that Sopranos movie where the guy playing uh, Christopher's dad in it is, I think, trying to do the O thing from The Sopranos, but he just does it mid-sentence like nobody ever does it. Like, it's a reaction on The Sopranos, right? Someone does something, and they go, oh! But this guy goes, you're smoking, and you want to make the football team. Oh! Like, uh, like uh, who's the comic who would smoke the cigarettes around his uh, head? Hickory Dickory Dock, this chick was stuck in my... Andrew Dice Clay. Like, Andrew <laughs> Dice Clay. <laughs> Do you want to just keep talking? Like, this is uh, remarkable. Like, <laughs> I'm feeling good. <laughs> the, the, the Jack Stream of Consciousness podcast. Yeah. And I, yeah. let me tell you, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, Mark and I will just sit back and drink and everyone can listen. Where this is turning into Mystery Science Theater. We just comment on the stream as it hits us. <laughs> hey, my top one. I think we're there. Oh, yeah, he just did his. Yeah. You and also did... Mark goes first. Yeah, and also I go first. Yeah, but he went for, he just went first. He stole it. It happened. We're not going back to his. It's yes. I think it could be there for me as a dark horse. Moving on, Mark. My top one is the one that I thought you might actually be gearing yourself toward, which is broadcast signal intrusion. Ah, it looks cool. 
it looks it's really in the conversation. Cool. Yeah. So so the thing about this month is there's a lot of high. I mean, Antlers is out there, and we probably should all watch Antlers because that, that was that, I think that our was, most anticipated movie of 2020, and who's? was going to be my top one until I saw Lamb the trailer. Who's who's most anticipated movie? I yes. it was definitely in the running for mine. I don't know if I specifically mm. said it or not. I think it was Jack's. I think it was mine. Mine was Gary last Russell night. Russell and Soho. Jesse Plemons, man. And guess Just, what? Both those fucking movies are coming out both finally. Those movies are actually coming out now. So okay, to get back to it though, Antlers definitely good. That's one we should mention, even though it's not going to be any of our top ones or our dark horses, uh, or our bottoms one for that matter. But this one caught me totally off guard. Broadcast Signal Intrusion yeah. is a sort of detective story about a guy who is investigating one of those like Max Headroom type broadcast intrusions. Yes. Yes. It's very obviously inspired by Max Headroom, yes. which continues is to be one of the coolest and creepiest things to just so happen good. in the 1980s. Um, but in this case, it's they tie the intrusion to some level of like abduction or murder or something like that. <clears throat> with some wax masks and really cool, like, slashery... I don't know if it's a slasher or if it's just, like, it. like, cool mask, dark murderer stuff. Yeah, I think masks equal scary, and yeah. that's about where it And they goes. do that right, and also, yeah. I've been on this weird kick lately of, uh, like, detective stories and stuff like that. Like, okay. there needs to be more of those, like, bone collectors and sevens and stuff like that in the world. Okay. Um, and this seems to be hitting that key for me it so seems pretty cool. i am very yeah. excited and especially double points because it completely flew under the radar until i found it yeah i mean so this one's coming out fairly late in the month i think right like the 22nd i believe this episode should fucking be out by the time this movie is available yeah on your vod yes. platforms i'm assuming it's coming out across whatever you could rent it i mean they never whenever it says vod we don't never, know. it's never specified we don't know. so you can rent check it. later in the month you go ahead and tell you it. google youtube Amazon Prime, yeah. um, anywhere that you rent anything. More. It doesn't matter. Just Voodoo. Just Google it. It's fine. Red box. It'll be out. Red 22nd. Box. That's the date. It won't yes. be in a red box. I would be willing to wager. Jake, tell us about Last Night in Soho. Uh, so Last Night in Soho has been my movie of the year. It was in 2020. It was for 2021. And it's not my top one. <laughs> Um, ah. So here's the thing. It, it It is, right? But the more that I see about this movie, the less that I wish I had seen about this movie. If You know what I mean, right? Like, I it don't is really, a weird one. It's a weird thing for Edgar Wright to do. Yeah, uh, and, and I, I cool, still think but. it's going to be a fantastic ride. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't regret any of that decision, but I don't like having watched the trailers. I would rather know what this movie is, not have seen anything, and just go into it. Because also, another murder It's going to be weird. It is. I think it's going to be great. It's coming out later this month. It's getting the full theatrical. You probably won't be able to see it for a bit unless you're willing to go and sit in a theater right now, which some people are, some people aren't. My top one is the one you said would not be mentioned, which is Antlers. The more I oh. see about this one, it's Hell going up. Yes, dude. I mean, we all like the cryptid stuff. I think this looks masterfully crafted. The trailer was one of the better trailers I've seen in a long time. This recent final longer cut. It's also coming out theatrically on the 29th. Hell of a weekend to go and watch something in a the theater. If that's what you're into. Um... This is a fantastic looking dark movie about basically the Wendigo in Oregon, and it seems like it's gonna be fucking cool. To say nothing of Jesse Plemons and Carrie Russell. Jesse Plemons and Carrie Russell, to man. Say nothing watch, about them. <laughs> uh, I would watch those two do almost anything. I actually intended to mention Carrie Russell, but Jesse Plemons was gonna go by the wayside in my discussion. Oh, Jesse Plemons rules. Yeah. The roles he's evolving into, where he's just sort of like he's usually just sort of the like sheriff or. 
He, he's like the lovable, but not particularly physically uh, intimidating cop. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. like my, my top one is borderline a shared position between those two movies. They're no surprises. We've been talking about them for two years now. I just gave Antlers the bump because at this particular moment, I'm more excited to see that given the fact that I have been trailer spoiled, if that makes sense. This- Yes. This is also another one where everyone keeps saying Guillermo del Toro's Antlers and yeah, he's not. just like he's he's a producer on it. It's directed by uh what Scott Cooper who yeah. I don't think I've seen anything he's done before. Uh, no, you have. But also I'd have to look it up, but he's done I actually had to look it up and I was like He's oh. known for Crazy Heart, Out of the Furnace, Black Mast and Hostiles. I feel like he did another one that was fairly big. Maybe not. But also, I feel like he does. I don't necessarily want Guillermo del Toro to direct. I want Guillermo del Toro. I want to bring him onto set and be like, okay, we need a Wendigo. Do yep. that for us. Yep. That would be just fine. Because you know? when Guillermo del Toro directs, you get movies like The Tooth Fairy or whatever the hell that movie was called. Oh, he's going to be directing A Head Full of Ghosts? I'm okay with this. Interesting. Wait, why? There's no monsters in that. I don't know. That's strange. No, not not Toro, not not, oh, not oh, Toro. Scott, Scott Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Scott. Okay. Cool. I'm I was looking it. to see what I the other movie it. that I was like, this is rah, 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 rah. Gods and Generals might have been the one I was thinking of. But he's he's uh, done some stuff. What he he directed Gods and Generals? Well, yeah, he's done some stuff. He did Crazy Heart or Crazy no, Heart. No, Jake. He was an actor in Gods and Generals. Oh shit. Okay. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking at. It's weird. You should break up. When I see American director in a list of movies, that should be his directorial credits. That's not on I'll me. tell you this about Scott Cooper. His face is too small for the size of his head, that's, at least according to his Wikipedia that's picture. That's rude. That's very Look at rude. the picture of him on Wikipedia and tell me that his face isn't 40% too small for the size of that noggin. This all seems very cruel. He's, I mean, his forehead's a little big. Whatever, Jack. Why are you shaming him? He... What have I'm you done lately, who's... man? I'm another guy whose face is too small for the size of my noggin. There are dozens of them. Oh, so it's like a solidarity piece. I see. Yeah, I like him. Cool. What else do we want to talk about that's coming out this month? Paranormal Activity <laughs> has a new one coming out. I don't give a shit about that at all. I am going to watch the hell out of that. Oh, that is going to be bad. I'm going to get blackout so drunk and watch it so hard. Jake, do you want to come over and watch that and relentlessly make fun of it with me? Oh, you Not assholes. on the 29th, though. We have some other stuff we need to do on the 29th. Oh, okay. TBD. No, TBD, but D doesn't mean determined. Discussed. <laughs> Off air. Okay. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> to be dicked. We're going <laughs> to... Well, maybe. No, we're going to do like a bar bike thing. Halloween thing. Fun. Yay. Everyone loves it. Wow. You said we were going to discuss this off air. We will continue. And now you're just sharing. Our no, front. we will continue airing the discussion. Our laundry for all of the listeners. We'll continue the discussion. It'll be what we as 30-year-olds do. I, I really... Didn't, I only didn't pick Antlers because I was sure one of you would pick it. Jake, I'm glad you did. Yeah. Uh, I don't have too much else on my list I need to get talk about here. I uh, am really enjoying the amount of kid-oriented horror coming out because it's getting me really excited. Uh, Adam's Family 2. Here we go. Dude, this is how <laughs> it's going to be. How it, good. This is it fucking, doesn't look this good. This is going to be how it is from now on, Mark. Yeah, oh. I always, I'm going to have to shout out the the like kid horror stuff every single time because I find it infinitely charming, and it's always kind of nice when there's actually like good humor. In, I mean, it's not. Look, they're not all going to land, but there are some good jokes here, and the amount of talent behind this movie is pretty incredible. You could say the same for Lego Star Wars. Well, yeah. okay, yeah. I'm while we're talking about these animated movies, I want to talk about the bizarre world of Lego Star Wars. I do not understand this phenomenon. Me either. And now it's like it's to the. It was a video game, I think. Yes. That's now created. Now is its own industry. And now there's 
just a series. I think it's an so, anthology of like Donald scary stories, but it's with the Lego Star Wars Lego, cast of characters. I will hear this criticism after you no, played any Lego game because they're charming. I don't Arc think. On. I don't think this isn't a criticism for me. Lego is a fascinating company that has pivoted so incredibly well into the digital space with their video games and their movies and all of that stuff as an add-on to their core tangible product they're injection molded plastic they're 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 an incredibly inspirational business case study mark i have played the entirety of lego star wars one uh i found it very fun surprisingly fun and then i played 11 minutes of Lego Star Wars 2, which is literally the exact same they've been doing this, thing. <laughs> they've been doing this for a long time, man. When I was a kid, they had Lego Rock Raiders that they spun off into a computer game, and that was fun. It wasn't good. It was fun. I had a game called Lego they've been, Island they've that would freeze it. every time you got to the helicopter part. It was very Oh, don't freeze there. Lego Harry Potter, books one that's, through three. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, I that's hate more it. recent. I hate it. I don't know why I hate it, but I hate yeah, it. Yeah, wait, why do you hate it? You, you just said how fun and charming it was. You shouldn't the hate it, The first one was, but everything else is exactly the same. Anyway, Mark, when it we're talking... It just feels like cynical exploitation of people's fandom of brands. Oh, my God. Well, I'm sitting here singing the praises of business, and Jack's being all cynical. You're being cynical. It, it, well, I'm being I, realistic. You're a hey, corporate shill, man. Capital, Wake up, sheeple. Capitalism's pretty cynical. You're a total it? NPC, hey, dude. Mark... The, the thing that we should talk about with Kid Horror, though, is that you don't need to, like, latch on to the new one that's coming out unless it looks phenomenal because there is an abundance of stuff out there that you should use to get said progeny into horror. Oh, like under wraps. Sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween Town. Oh, yeah. Halloween Town 1 let's, through let's, 3. Let's go to things that are not coming out this month, please. I Like, not coming out. That was a joke because there's an under wraps remake coming out this month, listener, that, just so you're okay. aware as well. Yeah. Are we all caught up, listener? Yeah. Now, Mark, go back in time. Yeah. Pull out the good ones. Uh huh. Your hocus pocus. Your. <laughs> you, you do the hocus pocus and you turn tech, yourself around. Jake, you're supposed to pluralize the first word. So I know. I didn't pocus. know, and I didn't know I was going to do that until this guy got to the second word. Okay. <laughs> it feels like it's about time to move to the feature presentation. Halloween kills come out too. Oh shit! We didn't talk about. Whatever. If you're listening to this fuck, podcast and, you, and this is the first time you're hearing about Halloween Kills, then that is a weird Venn diagram and write to us and tell us your story. Snail mail, though, please. Yes. And thank you. Yep. Wax seal. That'll be good. Return to Haddonfield. Sure. I don't give a single shit about it, but yep. I you're not going to watch it? I'm definitely going to watch not. it. No, 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 I'm probably awesome not going to watch it. No, report back. Let me oh, know. You have no love in your heart. No, I do. Go dig some holes. I'm going to go watch an A24 movie, I think. <laughs> I don't think you are. <laughs> I'm going to watch Lamb. I am going to watch. Oh, God. I'm so excited. <laughs> Idiot. For Lamb. You've already forgotten. Go to the feature presentation. Okay. <laughs> Over at ADCHorde.com this week, we watched 2014's Digging Up the Marrow, which was my pick. Uh, and I picked this because I've been very aware of this movie. I've heard it's like a love letter to horror and a monster movie for a while, but I've never seen it and really actually didn't even know that much about it. So I wanted to do those things. Uh, so I picked it. I'm curious as to what your guys' experience with it was prior to this. I've seen it a couple times. I think I watched it. I've, I think I've seen it this year. I don't know why. Yeah, that's weird. You haven't talked recent. about it on the podcast, I don't think. Uh, maybe it was he, last year. You definitely Okay, so Jake has definitely talked about it on the podcast, though, not this year. Yeah, it might have been last year. I've seen it twice. 
Um, and then he recommended it to me, so I watched it because it was found footage. Yeah. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So okay. I watched it. This is the second time I've watched it. I watched it a while ago after Jake recommended it to me. Nice. Very, very nice. And a first-time viewing for me. So I was alone in the first-time viewing. That'll be interesting to talk about. And we will talk about that real soon. But before we do, I've got to do a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds, I'm told. They are. You guys are on the goddamn All clock. of them are on the clock. Well, actually, and, none uh, of them. It counts up. Yeah, it's, it's going to start. So in a way, all of the seconds start. are on the clock. And we're about to remove 30 of them. Adam Green, director of the Hatchet franchise, playing himself, gets some fan mail from a guy who says, I'm an ex-detective, I've found monsters. Check out all these drawings I did of monsters. For some reason, that means to Adam Green, he actually did find the monsters. I better go investigate this guy. He's going to do a documentary about this guy and finding the monsters. This dude appears to be a bit of an eccentric. They go into the woods. They're frustrated that they're not seeing any monsters and that it's dark. They actually do find some monsters. Then the monsters get unruly and kill everybody when they go a little off book and start turning time. time. I am upset that you didn't say monsters enough. You didn't say monsters enough. Attack Adam Green in his bed. (laughs) You run and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking, Jack. It's racing (laughs) around to come up behind you again. That's quite enough time. (laughs) Cool it. Fucking cool it with the time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, Uh, you know. Not that much happens. Well... But also a lot happens. Yeah, the the amount of things that happen is like there's a lot of nuance in what happens. The 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 broad strokes there are very few, but the the subtle strokes there are many. Wow. Just like jerking off. No, that's all broad strokes. <laughs> Jake's upset. Jake's yeah. visibly upset. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's Jake's considering things. He's. Very pensive. Now he's pulled out his phone. Uh, uh, all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's disconnected. Why don't we talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this fits into, except monster? Because I'm taking that. Found one. footage. Got it. Also, yes. Jake. Uh, it's kind of it, right? Documentary. Uh, do- I mean, meta. Okay, I don't feel like we can say. Can we? Can we do found footage and mock documentary? We have to be able to. Okay, then yes, that as a sub genre of sub 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 genre genre of found footage is the mock documentary. So exhausting. Okay, Uh, it's also a meta movie. Meta, I'm almost certain, is one of our sub genres. Well, so now that's the one I'm going to ask. Can you do mock documentary and also meta? Tell me a mock documentary that isn't also meta. Uh, Lake Mungo. Wrong. In what way? That's very meta. Mark is lying. Mark is lying. (laughs) I wasn't expecting you to have an example just teed up like that, Jack. You really (laughs) fucked me. (laughs) Fine. Fine. It is a meta mock documentary monster Monster found footage footage movie. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. I I think. That's plenty. That is plenty. It's a lot. Uh, All right. <laughs> Great transition. Next segment. That's like End of borderline segment. episode Move on one, to the next one. Episode one this? level transitions. <laughs> how do we do this? How are you guys doing this week? Huh? Just st- how's your week been? <laughs> Stumble through it, Jack. Just get there. I don't fucking know. We're not getting paid for this. What this movie does right, and. I want to start by saying I think this the pacing of this movie is pretty great. I was kind of I had a lot of fun watching this movie start to finish. 
I does agree. a really good job transitioning from like fun inside horror jokes to kind of creepy, weird atmosphere to genuinely pretty scary jump scares in the woods. Like, and it bounces back and forth between them. I think all very well. Yeah. To to rewind uh, to the to the point where I watched this the first time, um, and this will come up when we get to later segments. I recognized Ray Wise as a professional actor and I knew who he was. But other people who I was watching this with did not know of him and they had the hardest fucking time figuring out whether or not this was an actual documentary or not. So when that first like lightning bolt jump scare hits you with the like large warm headed gentleman. I don't know what's going on with my voice right now, sorry. What is what is happening? I'm COVID. Yeah, (laughs) clearly. Um, I'm in a room with you. This isn't okay. Once he once he shows up, that was that was like I mean a straight up punch to the face. It was like whoa, what's going on? Like it was a, such a good jump scare. You had a good viewing experience with a bunch of people. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Damn. Oh, that's uh, really fun. You know what's the- also really interesting about that, Mark? Is that Adam Green has said he specifically chose Ray Wise to play that guy over an unknown, so that audiences wouldn't be confused and think it was real. That's why he cast Ray Wise. Weird. That is strange. I mean, it's kind of genius, but I, I always, I always thought it was it the weird? opposite. Well, it, it's, I always thought he was going for the opposite thing, where he was trying to keep it as serious as possible so that he could sort of play a joke on people. Ray Wise is, like, well-known, but he's not, like, that well-known. Well, yeah, but you're, this movie is littered, and this is one of the things that I think it does right. It's such great fan service to, to horror fans, it's littered with people that you know and like you wouldn't exist as someone who's going to watch this movie and not know that it's real like those cross sections do not overlap you know what i mean like there's no reality where people watching this movie could think that it's that it's it's potentially real i think that he also knew when he made the movie that that ship had come and it had sailed come and gone like you're not going to make one of these and have people think that it's real unless jake unless there are more people unless you're married to me and then you might not know who Ray Weiss is. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just over. But what about all his... of the other people? What about what about all of the? Other, what about Adam Green himself? What about Kane Hodder? What about everyone? That well, but go- all those people are introduced with Adam Green, director of Hatchet. Kane yeah, Hodder. Kane Hodder. Like those people could Horror be an icon. actual documentary, right? It could be real with those people in. It. But they're like player. Uh, they're they're so everybody else they bring in. Thing. Everybody else they bring in, they introduce Plays and themselves. like give their credentials, and then they give yeah. and then they have Ray Wise come on, and they're like, "This is Decker Kane or whatever the fuck his name is." It's not Decker Kane. Decker Kane. It's something Decker. Detective Decker. Yeah. Uh, and he's, William Decker. I think. Ray Wise is playing a person who is not Ray Wise in a universe where Ray Wise ostensibly exists. Sure. Okay. And fine. that's what's confusing am I, about it. Am I underestimating Ray Wise's fame because of how he much was... I like Twin Peaks? No. Yes. Well, hold on. Yes. And no. <laughs> because Twin Peaks has a frothing at the mouth like following, but it's a very small following relative to most things. And no. <clears throat> I think that's why this is. But also he's a pretty recognizable character actor. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Okay. But it's mostly Twin Peaks. Yeah, but if you don't, I mean, that's his that's his like biggest, most iconic role, I think. Yes, it is. If you're one of the majority of society who's never seen a single episode of Twin Peaks, then. But I'm just saying, those people I don't think are watching this movie, unless they happen to be friends with or be married to someone. Unless they are subjected to it by force, yes. Yeah. Oh, he also apparently played a pretty major character in a show called Fresh Off the Boat for like six years. Oh yeah, 
That was supposedly pretty good, actually. I... It was about Korean immigrants, I want to say. Yes. It was a comedy? Yes. Yeah. Both those things are true. I think it starred the guy who played Jim in the episode of The Office when they replaced Jim with an Asian guy as a prank to... Uh, <laughs> talking, I think you're talking about Randall Park, who is, like I think, much more famous than having been a stand-in for Jim. Well, that's how I know him, okay? That's how <laughs> that's how he was introduced to me at the party. <laughs> but I'm fairly certain that was his show. Anyways. Yes, that was that was it was a Randall Park show. Okay. Yeah, anyway, back to I I I don't really buy it. I I understand that, that was your experience. I just don't see a world where We're that also be We're this. also living in a bit of a bubble uh where we're all in our young 30s and sure. Twin Peaks was what? Like Mid nineties. It was before. It was before the time that we would watch 93. it. It was Given... right when the Pens were winning back to back Stanley Cup. Oh, fuck and... you. That's like two years ago. You dick. <laughs> One of oh, the times they were winning. Shut up, Jack. Shut up. And I would just like to remind everybody else on this podcast that my wife had to explain what Mrs. Doubtfire was to someone the other day because they were too young to know what it was. My so... God. <laughs> so I like how that's the litmus test. I'm Mrs. saying. Doubtfire? Yeah. There's so many examples, dude. Or The Matrix, whatever. I don't know. That There's plenty would be a of things. good one. That... All, of the, all of these things existed after Twin Peaks, so. Yes. Twin Peaks yeah. is a little bit older than us, yes, I think. exactly. Given what yeah, that we, was. Yeah, we were like three and four when it came out. Like. Well, and I, I mean, it had a bit of a run, but like given what that show was, we were never going to be exposed to it. I'm actually a little surprised I wasn't. That's why I slowed down there. I, I was. Anyway. I got very into Twin Peaks around ten years old. Yeah. Okay. Jake, Twin Peaks did not have a bit of a run. It was like famously it canceled after two seasons. Yeah, I guess it was more of a cult run then. So yeah, it's more yes. recent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a there was a revival in the mid two thousands, mid two thousand tens. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Coming back to Ray Wise, <laughs> he does a fantastic job in this role, um, both in. The, the character itself is remarkably well-constructed, but then Ray Wise's like, little acting nuances, and I don't know how much of this was him and how much of this was direction, but like the pauses and like the little bits of elaboration that he does yeah. and like the whole thing where he's talking over yeah. Adam Green as Adam Green is trying to act him, ask him about his son. Like There's so much like interesting stuff to unpack there. There's individual scenes that are just like interviews between the two of them where there's just like one little extra word or one little like one extra second in the pause that means a lot as far as how this character is realized on screen. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like a fantastic case study in, in character. How to to write that. Yeah. How to write and act the character. Yeah. It's, it's a great way. Yeah, exactly. It's a good way to show the symbiosis of acting and writing. Yeah. I thought he did a fantastic job. You couldn't be any more right about that. And like, this is a movie that has a lot of lore online about it. And if the lore is to believed, uh, to be believed, I think you have to give credit to Ray Wise because the story goes that no uh, actor, except for uh, Adam Green's cameraman, whose name I'm forgetting, was given the entire script. They were all only given their lines and a couple of notes about what the what Adam Green wanted the character to be. So Ray Wise had a couple of notes about what he like, they wanted the character to be, and only his own lines about wait, what they wait, wanted wait, Decker wait, to wait, be. Wait, 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 wait. There are only three actors in this movie. <laughs> There's Ray Wise, Adam Green, who is the director and writer, <laughs> the cameraman. So are, is all you're saying is that all three actors were given the entire script? No, Ray Wise was not. Is what I'm saying. Oh, he was not. Oh, yes. oh, oh, oh. 
okay, I thought you were saying that he was given the whole script and was like it was his task to like, no, reveal no, only it. only only Adam Green and I think his cameraman. I mean, that could be kind of cool if that were the case. Either way is fine. Yeah. But if if that is the case, if the online lore is to be believed, then he did. Then it is like most of those character traits are attributable to him. I think doing cool work on the day, as it were. Yeah, so you're saying it was essentially improv? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This. I mean, this strikes me as a very improv movie. I whatever. That's that it. seems actually a little bit surprising to me because it's so like the the choices he makes early on in the film, assuming they shot chronologically, the choices he makes early on in the film mesh well with what happens later. Yeah, but you're looking clear, at the it, fi- you're looking at the finished product. It says he has a script, but he had a script, but he was only given his own lines. Not I don't, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> but all of this is improv. This is this is the internet needs to get its shit straight here. Jeff. Well, I was nonsense. to be fair, I was the one that just brought up the idea of improv, but a lot of it seems like it could be to me. Especially the little like ticks and and kind of like noteworthy things Mark was talking about that are yeah. kind of subtle. Yeah, I think some of it was for sure. This one here I call him Vance. Why? Uh, Brella. Because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> While we're kind of on this, I think this movie does a very good job like uh, of incorporating the fan service without just being a movie that's all fan service. Like, I think all of the horror references are very fun. All of the in-jokes are very fun. Like, having kind of obscure, or at least to the wide world, obscure Fango writers, like, be, you know, like, talking heads are is fun while still being, like, a cool nod. Just having Tony Todd show up for 10 seconds on there, I think, is, like, it, like that stuff's fun. Or randomly bringing Kane Hodder in to weigh in on a, the monster scene. Yeah. Yeah. And it's basically the scene out of uh, Sunny where they're like, okay, but who are we doing it against? But who versus? (laughs) (laughs) What's the twist here, man? Come on. Yeah. Or even when he's talking to those directors who are telling him how crazy Decker is, and the guy's like, I'm not signing a release. And as soon as he says that, they blur his face, but they haven't blurred it for like the last three minutes. (laughs) That's a very good joke. Yeah. That's a very good and subtle joke. It's not subtle. It's not subtle at all. It's just very on the nose I think it's less than a second. Yeah. I mean, you could look away and miss it, but it's not a subtle joke. I mean, they very clearly... Okay, visually not subtle. The fact that it exists, kind of subtle. Sure. It's a weird joke to, like, blur it out for when he says, I'm not signing a release. Uh, I would say the other thing that this... Well, so to unpack that just a little bit, I love that most of the fan service is front-loaded because it does get into... It, it it strikes a sense of style in the back half, which is the other thing this movie does right, which is the monsters are fucking cool. Yeah. They're the so, fucking, are so cool. fucking cool. So fucking cool. These are the coolest monsters since I mean, Nightbreed. That's the concept behind the movie. Since Nightbreed. Obviously. <laughs> since Nightbreed. And so you just, you have to succeed here. Like if if that didn't work, if you didn't have like cool ah real monsters going on, then it this would not be entertaining. That's a really good point. Coolest monsters since Ah Real Monsters, not since Nightbreed. I apologize. Yeah, Nightbreed's <laughs> gobshite. It has a good mask. That's it. It does have a good mask, but he's not even the monster. He's a serial killer. Yeah, but it has a good mask. Yes. Those are two separate things. Yeah. Cool. The monsters are also cool. Eh, they're fine. They are fine. This movie has cool monsters. This movie has great monsters. This movie has really cool monsters. Not like Nightbreed. That movie only has a cool mask. Yes. <laughs> so, do, do you guys it. know about the actual history of this film? Tell me more, <laughs> says the listener. Uh, Alex Party is uh, like a, a famous guy who I wasn't aware of, but he's like a, an artist. Famous guy. A, hold on, hold on. 
famous enough to have his own Wikipedia page. Okay? Jack, dude. Are you aware of how Wikipedia works? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make you a Wikipedia page. I'm making you a Wikipedia page, sir. You have to you have to have a Wikipedia. You have to be pretty famous to have a Wikipedia oh, page. All right. Christ. Again, I'm guy- fairly certain our high school principal has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> a a guy who has his own Wikipedia page, wrote to... He's like a graphic designer and an illustrator. He wrote actual fan letter to uh, Adam Green saying, I have seen these monsters. And it's unclear whether that he was like real about it or not. But this whole... like The, the, the getting the book, the notebook, with the designs of these monsters uh-huh. actually happened to Adam Green. Cool. And Adam Green hired like an effects supervisor and be like, help me make these fucking insane lunacy designs into real creatures. But all the designs are apparently from Alex Party's notebook. Yeah, that he had sent like a little doodle book. That's I'm sweet. very curious if are the are the sketches in the movie actual party party, party originals? I don't think so. No. Okay. That's I couldn't dumb. find any they evidence of that because I was Why curious should, about that they too. They should be. Yeah, I don't know how I would feel about that. Is that exploitative of someone who has mental He's illness? In, isn't he in the movie? <laughs> No. What are you talking about? I would tell. I would assume he's Alex not. Party is not in the movie. Hmm. He's listed as himself in cast. Oh shit! Maybe he's in there then. I don't yeah. know. If I don't, maybe he's one of the people at the conventions that they talk to. Yeah, I mean, if they included him in the thing, then that's kind of weird that they didn't use his own drawings. But whatever. But also, I mean, like like I said, it's not clear that Alex Party was trying to claim that like I've actually seen monsters rather uh, than just like I like your shit. Here's some cool. Yeah, monsters. dude. This guy. Yeah, that's this not guy clear. does. He he. Yeah, he's a freelance artist. He works for Hurley 2020 Skateboards. He does shit. I Oh, okay. Okay. Jack sold this so wrong. Yeah. So I, just I said it out. up front. It was unclear. <laughs> I don't know. You, you also said he had a Wikipedia page of which I went to, and it was maybe two sentences long, and those were the two sentences. Yeah. He designed the artwork for yeah? Zack Snyder's movie Sucker Punch. In 2014, he worked as art director, executive producer, and creature designer for Adam Green's biography creature films Digging Up the Marrow. I mean that doesn't mean he's not a troubled person. I don't. I'm not saying he oh is. Oh my but that doesn't god, mean he's dude! Not. Jack has gone on record saying how much he loves the movie Sucker Punch. My <laughs> fucking god! <laughs> he des- He was the artwork designer. Zack Snyder fanboy, notably Jack. I did really, really like the zombie heist movie. Ar- Wait, Army of the Dead or the new one that's coming out? I assume you haven't seen the new one that's coming out. No, Mark, I didn't get a screener for the new giant million, multi-million dollar Netflix movie that's coming out. You may have. I don't know. You got your hands on a lot of pots. <laughs> on a lot of pots. In a lot of pots. <laughs> in a lot of pasts. That guy with his hands in his pastas. What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. We're so rusty. I've forgotten how to do this. That's fine. We're the monsters about. are oh! cool. Monsters are cool. I like the the the... Vance? Is Vance the one that wears the sack over his head and then he turns into a spider? I don't think so. I, well, that, so, I thought, no, I thought I don't Vance, think Vance was the main one that like leads people into the afterlife. Yeah, I think that's Vance. Yeah, and then they find him under I, the tree later. and, he, and then he I don't throws think Vance the is the sack one. I'm, I'm that's missing it up. definitely Vance. That's oh, the same 100%. as the drawing. Who's the the bag one? is the same as the drawing. Who's the the tiny little like peanut thing that runs by I him? I thought that was Vance. No, I don't what? know, but I like that guy. I do want to kick him. I like them all! You saw a different movie than everybody else. I also really like the giant, the the timber giant that they see. That it's like a face. It's like a clown. It's like it's a like, weird balloon. It's clown. like one of the yeah, it's the oh, balloon clown fuck. that you can punch and, and it stands an back up, and then it yeah. like opens up and it's just all teeth and it's like eighty feet tall. It's like one of those fish with fake eyes on its tummy. Yeah, that's that's what that's that's what one of the deformed humans that is born turns into. Weird take. We're yep. getting into different. Gonna territory. come back to that one in a little bit. What else do we have? The movie did right though. 
Um, Honestly, that was all of the things. I've okay, well, like, so let's define a little bit then, I, Mark. Uh, so I th- we ha- we talked about this a little bit as far as the character dynamics go, but I do think it's interesting the way a narrative plays out where the person who's actually right the whole time is cast as someone to be laughed at for mo- for like the first half of the movie. Yeah, like he is spitting the truth the entire time. He's telling he's he's laying exposition. But the exposition is underpinned by like these sassy looks to the camera by Adam Greed being like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah, and but- that's that's a really fun and interesting power dynamic for telling a story because like you know what's happening, but also you're making fun of the expositioner. I agree with you, and it's even a level more subtle than that because Adam Green kind of casts himself in that light too, where he's like a true believer and wants to believe, and everyone around him is like, "No, this guy's a fucking maniac. Let's go home." And Adam Green is like, eh, but what if? But what if he's also right? And I mean, I want to see. It is a total boy who cried wolf situation when they do get the actual monster on the screen, and no one is willing to believe Adam Green because he makes monster movies all the time, <laughs> and he's great. like, look at this monster though that I filmed. And while we're on that first monster, that is an all-time jump scare for me. Yeah. That absolutely. fucking was so, got me so hard. It worked so well. It was fantastic. Jake, you have a very weird I'm, grin on your I'm face. I'm just like so happy. I keep forgetting that this is Jack's first viewing of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree, but I was taking myself back. What you were seeing, Mark, listener, sorry. Mark was seeing me go back to the first time I saw this movie, which was several years ago. And yeah, it got me. And I was, an re- I was reliving that moment. It was the good old days. It was, I saw, I witnessed Jake dripping with whimsy. <laughs> like, this was a midday viewing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a, a Saturday was afternoon. Was this a laptop, Jack? Full light. Not laptop, no. Right. This was, I mean, yes, laptop, but a big monitor, like a 30-inch monitor. I have a big monitor. Well, then it's not a laptop viewing. So, okay, yes, my laptop was plugged into that monitor. But yes. I'm talking about the viewport that you were looking at the thing through. Yeah, big big screen that I was Great. really Love close it. to with big over the ear headphones, f- but full light coming in from the window, and I still jumped. I was still like scared for a few minutes afterwards. That was a good jump scare. Do you guys ever eat popcorn? Yeah, totally. Oh, Popcorn's dude, it's great. a what? great snack. Like while you're watching movies? Yeah, totally. Okay. Put a little bit of butter, a little bit of nutritional yeast on there. Mm. I okay. I don't do the I do like a hot Hungarian paprika, okay. a little capsicum, like you know some nice spicy sure. stuff. Like have you tried nutritional yeast? I have. It's, it's great. Good. It's, it's like cheesy. Che- it's like cheesy. Yeah. It's, mm. But I just rather have cheese. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, I like nutritional yeast. You should try it. Okay. I need to I need to up my popcorn game. Yeah. It okay. tastes like parmesan. It's pretty good. Pretty damn good. Okay. Okay. Cool. Put it on baked potato. Fuck. Oh, little little gochugaru too. Ooh, yummy, yummy. So to answer your question, Mark, yes, we are bits of popcorn connoisseurs. (laughs) You guys are about to start a fucking YouTube channel of (laughs) gourmet popcorn making. God damn. Where were you going with that question? I was just curious. The way you were painting that picture. The way Jack was (laughs) painting his picture of his massive 30-inch monitor that he's sitting at watching. (laughs) I was curious if he had a- What's that? That's like 27, right? He had a bowl of popcorn. Yeah, I think that's a 27-incher. Yeah. I didn't have a bowl of popcorn with this one, though I did have some Galbi Jim, like Korean braised short ribs. Look at this guy. You're so bougie. <laughs> it's the it's the God like cheap fast it. it's the cheap fast food by my house now, Mark. Okay. Yeah, the cheap. Okay. 
Heavy air quotes is what Jake is doing. What is this movie? A do plate of a plate of eight middle. of them costs seven dollars. It's cheaper than McDonald's. It's cheaper than McDonald's. Middle anything middle? I don't like what Jake's doing. <laughs> I don't. I can't really see it, but it feels insulting. It was. Oh, I assure you, it was. Yeah. You bougie motherfucker. So this is this is why <laughs> this is why I was surprised by the by Adam Green's take on why he cast Ray Wise because the thing I had in Does Middle is the choice to cast Ray Wise because he's so recognizable as a character actor that that's something that tips the hand of the film to this is a joke and not an actual thing to be taken seriously, which I think sort of I mean it doesn't cheapen the jump scare because it's just as good, but it removes one extra layer of oh my god what am i watching because you know at that point that it's a mockumentary instead of a documentary so i mean whatever i guess now i've gone in circles and this whole point has been rebutted by the makers of the film already so i'm just gonna go ahead and shut up and do you guys have anything this movie does middle (laughs) i don't have anything no i didn't put anything in middle i wanted to let you wax oh i waxed (laughs) i waxed i waxed hard (laughs) so hard for you um i'll tell you what it does wrong i fully understand why it's important to film everything in darkness and i think they come up with a good narrative reason why everything has to be so dark dark. it's too fucking dark you can't see anything it's really frustrating for like a lot big part of the movie well and i think that's part of the humor of it too like this movie's actually we haven't talked about this it's pretty damn funny for it is very funny it's very funny and what like the 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 coup de gras for a lot of that humor is the scene where they're up there initially with Decker and he's like, oh, he's right there, he's standing, he's walking away. What's going on? Don't, don't, don't look at me, look at him, look at me, look at him. And it's just like a <laughs> shot of a dark woods. There's like a little bit of light. You can see like three trees, and then there's just like it's the scene that you've seen a dozen times yeah. in other horror movies where there's like a very faint figure you can make out in the, and it's just darkness. It's just darkness this time. There's nothing you can see. Yeah. I've watched it a bunch of times. There's nothing no, you can the, see. Yeah. <laughs> Even when they like, uh, go to, uh, you know, enhance it in post, you yeah. can't see anything. <laughs> they're, they're sardonic editor guy. Who's like, I've done everything. What the hell? What do you want? <laughs> and, and like, I, I agree that that is, that it's well played the first time. I think it works well as a joke the first time. But then, like, another ten minutes of this movie are in that total darkness, and it just gets frustrating. Well, and then they have to figure out, like, how do we hang a street lamp, I guess? <laughs> oh, it's like a street lamp. It's, it's a street lamp. Yeah, they, they call it a street, street lamp. lamp. Yeah, but it's not. In the cemetery. It's at the back lamp. of the park. It's not a street lamp. But it is, though. Well, obviously. It's not that's, a street I was going to use that as a transition to nitpicks because it's something it does wrong. El- it's something a nitpick we have things elevated that are to what real, it does though. wrong. It's a path no. lamp. Path lamp. Oh, my fuck. This God. gets to a thing that the movie actually does wrong uh, from a narrative perspective, which is why does Decker want people to film this so badly? His his motivation... As we is, understand it. As we understand it, is Oscillates. that he's trying to reconnect with his deformed son again. Oh, get to that point oh in a boy. Minute. That's not a nitpick. Maybe that's just that's a not hint. a nitpick Maybe, either. Uh, but, but that's just hinted at. So but it is okay, okay, strongly hinted. Yeah. So so to get to the underlying thing here, Ray Wise's son was born deformed and ostensibly just kicked into a sewer or something where it was he like taken a from him before he had an opportunity to speak for it, which is insane. Then oh, he, can well, we just that's, we, that it goes into the bed? Oh, shut up! I, I, the, we're getting okay. We can do that one first, but I want to get back to no, my do point. yours. I'm gonna so wait. then he said he spends his entire life trying to figure out. 
where the marrow is, the entrance to the marrow is, so that he can reconnect with his son and spoon feed it, and I think maybe get the drawings from his son, fan theory. But (laughs) why at that point, once he's established a clear entrance where he can routinely, every single night, as he says, come out there and visit his family, then want to expose it via Hollywood? It makes no fucking sense. It doesn't. It so and that and that's the weird thing about this movie is there's the immediate friction between them. He reaches out to Adam Green to make the movie, but then once they show up and start filming stuff, he's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why are you filming stuff? Why yeah. this isn't what I wanted, even yeah. though this he, is the letter I wrote you asking for this things to happen specifically." The only possible explanation, and this is doing a ton of work for the movie that the movie does not deserve, but the only possible explanation is that he hadn't found his son yet and wanted it to be exposed so more light would be cast on it. Maybe he'd find the city and eventually find his son. And then after Adam Green got involved, he located his son. So now he doesn't want it exposed because now I found my son. That's the only way to make it make any amount of coherent sense. So there's and like that's a doing, real amount of serendipitous mm, timing here. But he already knows where the entrance so is. None of, it, none of I'm the saying, actions... It's not, it's not good. None of the actions of the film crew lead to him finding his son. <laughs> no, it's just it would have been happenstance. Oh my god. Man, but that's the only unlucky. way to make it make any sense at all. Okay, now let's talk about how all of the monsters are deformed children that are cast-offs from society. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is clearly a reference to Nightbreed. Yes, Where, it is. Yes, but you, it is. You need you need the reference to Nightbreed to make it not offensive, right? Because as the movie presents it's it, still offensive. No, not necessarily, because as the movie, I mean, yes, it is. But as the movie presents it, they are deformed humans who end up becoming monsters. That's horrible. But in Nightbreed, right? It's that sometimes humans give birth to what is a non-human, a monster that needs to live in its own city. They're not deformed humans. They're not people missing limbs and stuff like that. They are a different species of creature that needs its own city. And this movie is clearly p- playing with that idea, but without ever saying it. This right. movie just goes far enough to it say It goes the, back well, to what and I was wait, saying. The, I mean, also, the fundamental premise of Nightbreed is also pretty offensive. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Sure, <laughs> we're, not, we're not, like... I think Jack's point is it's valid. On many it, it doesn't. It doesn't excuse things, but it's valid, right? And I think it gets back to what I was mentioning super early in the podcast when we were talking about the fact that you watched this with someone who thought this could be real for a bit of time, right? This movie is made, as I said, then for it's, it's horror fan service. That's what this is, right? So that reference to Nightbreed, they didn't say it because they probably felt like they didn't need to say it. Overtly, right? Sure. That being said, they should have said it. They kind of watching it. You kind of needed to just say it. Yeah, yeah. They needed to. I don't want them to have said it. I want them to like interview a random person. Sure. They could have done something that's somewhat subtle, right? Yeah, they they could have gotten Nightbreed who worked on Nightbreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Did couldn't be fucking hard. Real quick, now I can't remember. <laughs> it was I, like I, a- I mean, not like famously, but there's thirty thousand weird <laughs> extras in monster costumes. Yeah, Maybe. Exactly. Um, but the the thing God, that Nightbreed like, really sucks. Let's talk about that. Yeah, Nightbreed <laughs> really sucks. The the thing that also that movie was like four hours long. The thing that really struck me particular. I mean, it's fine as far as like an excuse to have monsters goes, but the thing that like really rubbed me the wrong way, whereas where they cut from 
actual photos of deformed children who died young because of genetic yep. disorders they had yep. to fish-eyed people that were doctored photographs it's <laughs> really out of rough. the National Enquirer it's or whatever. It's really, that really is. rough. That's that's a uh, let's not do that. Let's not make that joke. You you don't need to do that. No. <laughs> also, this was very weird because I watched this pretty recently after I watched the movie Freaks, the 1932 movie that's oh, now on HBO God. Max. So like, I was also thinking about a lot of because that movie is also very like some people say that's a very very empathetic look at disabled people, like they're the heroes of, but also it's hugely problematic. It's, and that movie actors, is a complicated. Thing. Very much so. So it was like I was. Then I watched this, and I was like, "This is also very complicated." <laughs> God, but well, I can't. This is a lot. This is actually simple. a lot less complicated. I don't think this, this is complicated. Compared no, this to one Greece. sucks. <laughs> this is why we should watch Slumber Party Massacre. Not complicated at all. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we should watch. I know you did last summer the TV series. Not complicated at all. Not complicated at all. Do we have anything else this movie does wrong? No. I think you could blow the whistle. You got to do it. You got to do something okay. else. Yeah, you can't, just, you <laughs> can't just make us think. Yeah, Listener, I'm leaving all that silence in there to indicate to you that Mark, after he blew the last little bit, was looking at me like, I'm going to do it again. He has still had the whistle to his lips. Uh, we've talked about this. I don't know. Stop blowing the whistle. Motherfucker. God damn it. Well, we've talked about popcorn this 1,000 times on this podcast at this point. But there's, there's a reason cinematographically. You need a shitty flashlight that doesn't actually illuminate things to make an interesting <laughs> shot at night. But holy shit, he has the worst flashlight that my grandpa's had in his cupboard since 1988. <laughs> and then he powered fucking by brings D-cell outside batteries. that does uh, that illuminates absolutely nothing except for a small orange ring two feet from what it's in front of. Yeah, you know that thing has six D-cells in it. That's, I fucking that, love yeah. it. It's the worst flash all the fucking time. We live in an age where you can buy for even in 2014 for $11, you could buy a very good triple LED headlamp. Uh, I have a really good idea. If we ever okay. get called upon to make like a short segment for like an anthology or something like that, let's make a for really that, that is like, a barely illuminate anything. I feel like we could do that pretty well. Blow that. that. Or uh, bleep Jack, that out. Bleep all of this. Bleep all. I'm of bleeping it. all of this because that's a very good idea. That's actually a good idea. You actually must. You must. Okay. Trademarked. Trademarked it. Copyrighted. And Copyright. I don't know if I'm actually gonna bleep it or not. We'll see. You what better fuck. Copyrighted is horror. Better do it. I, not already copyrighted it. So. That's not how that works. That's not how uh, works. Trademark. Probably registered, registered trademark. Uh, it's probably a patent. I think. Pending, of course. Patent pending. It is patent pending. I'll tell you that for goddamn sure. It's patent pending. <laughs> it is patent pending. <laughs> this patent's going to happen. Yeah, you never have something that has the number of the patent on it. It's always pending. I would like to start with Adam Green's house, which is palatial and impressive for someone who got all his money ostensibly from Hatchet and Frozen. Okay, I what? mean, Hatchet is a very successful. What, film what are you series. saying? Like, I, I mean, it's not that like it's not insane. Dude, his pool in the background it has like a bridge over the top of it. They have like a like a mini rainforest thing in their backyard. I would whatever. It's I guess it's a neat pick because that's probably his actual house. And damn, good for him. That is a no. nice house. He's a film director. It is a nice house, but he's a very successful film director, and also his 
wife at the time, who is now from whom he's now unfortunately divorced. But Riley Vanderbilt is also like a is she a Vanderbilt successful producer? No, but she's like a producer and actor. I mean, I, I don't say. know that she's not. I don't know that she's that not. That could have helped. Could have helped. His net worth, according to Google, which is obviously always right, is four mil. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, kudos, Mazel Tov. I mean, so, you could buy a what? decent house in L.A. with that. That's a that's a not pick, not but also house. his house is in L.A. I think he's like in the valley. <laughs> which hold on, which valley? <laughs> Are you talking about Fresno? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's not in Fresno. He's in the Fresno Valley. He's not in Fresno. <laughs> I don't know what on Entourage the when they said valley. I'm going to buy a shitty house in the valley. What did they mean? That's what I, I mean. don't know. Maybe Fresno. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of panic on Jack's face when you act in what valley. <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast has been worth it just for that. I, <laughs> I'm basing that solely on something I've seen on the back of football helmets for the last 20 years of my life. <laughs> the V for the valley. <laughs> Fuckers. I don't know, the Los Angeles Valley. It probably <laughs> just means valleys. not Hollywood, dicks. If yeah. I had an infinite amount of time, I would really want to make a super cut of all of Jack's takes. It'd be fun. <laughs> sure. I mean, you're the one who listens to the podcast. Yeah, Mark. God. Wow. You're really you coming nar- at our listeners right you now. You narcissistic fuck. I'm... They don't speak on it, sir. I think they speak through me, in a way. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Woof. Woof. Every podcast, he's just, you know, possessed by the spirit of the, the of listener. Of the listeners. Great. Yeah. This is really good. This is good stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. What else we got? <laughs> um, okay. I have a bit of a nitpick with the ending of this movie. I, I think it ends kind of strangely, and I want to know what your guys' take on this is. It is um, that. I mean, it's hard to reconcile. It, I like the direction it takes, and then it just feels like it could have done almost anything, either shorter or longer, and made it better than where well, it does choose. Let to me come. ask you this, Jake: Do you not have a problem with the like temporal sequence of the events? Because it doesn't make sense to me. The temporal sequence of the events. I don't have yes. a problem with it. So it makes he's sense. like, okay, weird. this is the last tape. Yeah, actually, I do. You're right. Yeah, yeah it when doesn't he's like, make this any is the last sense. Tape, he says, and then it's like him getting woken up by the thing. This is the last thing I'm going to say about this. We f- camera two was delivered to me. Yeah. Here's what was on it. And then it's him getting killed by camera two. No, he, he didn't get, get killed, killed at all. He was woken down up. and scares the shit out of him. Yeah, so he was woken there's up. There's a monster in his house that wanders in, slams it That's... down, scares the bejesus out of him, intimidates it... him, and is like, leave us alone. And then Yeah, that's ostensibly out. what it is, right? But he still it's... releases the movie? He does another take? Well, I mean, his last take was to release the movie. His last take was Ray Weiss saying, all of it's fake. Definitely don't come here. I I feel like you (laughs) either accept the monster's threat and don't release any of it, so you wouldn't do it. I don't know that that was their threat. I don't think they cared. Well, I mean, maybe they 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 forced Ray Weiss to say, we don't exist. Don't follow my work. Yeah, I mean, but physically. Okay. Or you don't buy it, and that's not your last take. You investigate what happened yeah, a lot more. Yeah, I think these are all valid. I think we're uncovering the issues that, if you discuss and think about the end of the movie, that unfold. I think yeah. I have a nitpick with I that. Think, I think Adam Green had a deep journalism moment where he had to make a choice between letting the world know the truth about the monsters that live within the marrow and the threat they are to society. Yeah. And his own well-being. And and he, that's why he's so somber. 
you know? Because he's and, like, I'm definitely going to die. He's like, they're going to kill me, but you guys need to see what's on this tape. But if no one knows, then no one's going to fuck he's, with it. He's deep throat, you guys. I'll, I'll tell you what he is in that scene. He's so sweaty. He looks like me every day of my <laughs> life in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely sprayed him down with like a whole bottle of liquid. You missed me. Yeah. Missed me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is that is it is weird because you forget that that's how that scene is introed, and then the ending thing is just like a smack, and they both wake up. The audio jump scare, yeah, kind of. Ju- it's kind of a weak ending, honestly, to the yeah. whole thing. But it I also don't know ending. what else. You I like the done. I like the tonal change or shift. I don't like how it ultimately ended. I think ultimately what I w- what I would have preferred is just cutting after the Ray Weiss thing and then having Adam Green say something. Like this with camera two was delivered to me. The last shot this is of the I monster saw. like walking up and leaving it on his front porch, or even like leaving it on his fucking dining room table, like whatever, and then walking just out. Just not the jump scare. Don't go That's for the jump scare. Yeah, and then just be like, "This was in my house." I'm yeah, I mean out. that would be that'd be subtlety could have been a virtue there. Yeah. Totally, and you could even do it like a. You know, we're not releasing. I'm not releasing this movie. This is just for my family. If I die or something happens to me, like you could do something that isn't, you know. Well, but then he didn't die, and we're watching the movie, so that sort of breaks the. Well, the way they. Well, I, I mean, mean who knows? Then you have to put something at the start that's like blah 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 blah. This is no, blah, you blah, blah. don't. You don't need to do. They that would. Oh, you know they'd fuck up the front if they. Did I don't that know the they back. would. Adam Green is a clever guy. That actually would be hilarious. At the end of that is then just like Adam's green body was found severely mutilated, torn into a thousand pieces. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I don't think I have too many others. I'm sure I did, but I was pretty enthralled by this movie. Does anyone else have anything else? Okay. First off, I want to talk about the fact that Little Bigfoot, great name, is just a dude walking around on all fours. I mean, it's it's a fun little scene for, like, he's just prancing around in a costume. But really what I wanted to do was go to A to Z Horror Legal Corner. Ooh, okay. So this is a question that came up for me, Jack. They are, they're, they're doing some real gumshoes detective work. Um, yes. To determine whether or not Decker is legit. And they go to the Boston PD and they ask them whether or not he was... An officer, a detective with them, and no, no one knows who that is. And but the one guy doesn't. They ask one person whether or not he knows a detective Decker in the entire city of Boston. He For, says no. Hold on, pause. <clears throat> Mini nitpick with flying all the way to Boston. Oh, so you do have nitpicks. You do still have nitpicks left. Well, I didn't think about this one until you just mentioned it. But they fly <laughs> to fucking Boston from L.A. to ask. They haven't one done guy. any pre-production <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, it's no <laughs> pre-production. One police officer. They, dude, imagine you fly across <laughs> yeah. country. It's probably on a red eye. You go into the Boston Police Department, ask literally one man. You didn't you call know ahead to see if anyone no, was willing no. to talk to you. You could have yeah. asked that shit on the phone. You fly to you. Oh my god! Tax deductible. They're doing it right. Work expenses. But they got right back on a plane. They didn't do anything fun. They don't wicked know that. Smat. They editing man. Editing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wicked smat. They 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 went and saw the uh, the beans in Chicago. Fuck. I don't know anything about Boston. They they it went is and bean saw town. Goodwill hunting. <laughs> they went and saw Goodwill Hunting. They, they, they did all the fucking touristy things. They went to Faneuil Hall and went to the Bell in Hand and fucking. They asked hung people out. if they like apples, and then they went to the aquarium and saw the penguins. The there Boston Aquarium's decent. Yeah, Boston Aquarium's pretty good. Yeah. It's not a Salt Lake Aquarium, but it's pretty good. 
<laughs> so my A to Z horror legal corner question is when they come back and they confront Decker with this fact that the individual cop that they interviewed didn't know who he was as a detective. He doesn't say, hey, I was a detective. And that guy's an idiot. He says, I was a private detective and I would be affiliated with the precinct. Did you check that? Is that a real thing? Do private no. detectives get affiliated with a precinct? Do precincts no. have private detectives that they outsource shit to? No. It's not like Monk or Psych. But police departments do not hire outside private detectives to solve their cases. What about big cities that have, like, fun, comical, hard-to-solve mysteries that are basically <laughs> just big puzzles? Actually, Mark, small towns are much more likely to hire out. Like, for a while... Um, before Eagle just hired Boise to do all of its prosecution work and stuff, they hired like an individual attorney to be their prosecuting attorney. And it okay. went about as well as you'd expect that to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's not a real thing. He's definitely not a detective. Is He's definitely we're... not a private detective affiliated with the Boston Police Department, no. So you don't think he has any psychic powers or... He's not a medium. Do they well, ever use psychics? Do they ever use psychics? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, I can't speak for every city. I I happen to be a prosecutor for the city of Boise. And Boise, I mean, half the fiscal budget was spent on various psychics, diviners, um, you know, <laughs> etc. <God>. No. <laughs> so here's the thing, Jack. I think Dousing you have, rods. What you totally. said had the air of a joke, but... Also, I am familiar now with the local politics of Boise, and that doesn't seem all too far fetched. <laughs> I have, I, okay, to be very clear, and so we don't get sued by the city of Boise, I've never experienced the city of Boise spending any money on diviners, dowsing rods, or psychics. We're going to get sued by the city of Boise for downplaying the amount of downers and psychics. Yeah, there, there, no, we spend <laughs> way more than that on various shamans. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, the city I don't want to continue this light of conversation. Well, let's go to ratings then. Fuck. Thank God. <laughs> we over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about George Taylor would rate damn dirty apes putting their stinking hands on him. Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. And for 10, think about E.T. would rate phoning home. Stories first game going to rate these movies. This was my pick. I'm going to rate the thing for story. I'm going to give it a six for story. I think it is, uh, obviously it's not doing like a ton in terms of story writ large, like capital S story, but I think it is an interesting amalgam of in-jokes and like a documentary and references to Nightbreed particularly and excuses to get fun monsters on screen. I think all of that is pretty clever. Um, and they don't do, they don't try to do too much with the story here. I think that's all deserving of credit. I'm giving it a six. Jake, how about you? Yeah, I went similarly. I went a little higher though. I went with a seven. I really like the story here. I mean, whether or not you know what Nightbreed's about, this little movie about real monsters where people are kind of like ah! Unco ah! uncovering <laughs> them and hunting them down and like trying to find an entry to a world where monsters live is really charming and i like that it is it yeah. very much is and adam green wanting to believe so badly it's very good mark how about you i'm the highest of all of us <clears throat> what is yeah. going on with okay. my voice i don't know 
You have COVID. I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> I gave it a seven and a half here. There's actually I oh, sorry, I gave it a seven, which I wait, hold on. Jake, did you give it a six and a half or a seven? He gave it a seven. I gave it a so seven. So you're Fuck. you are tied. I agree with Jake. with Jake. I agree with Jake. <laughs> Sneak peek at my immersion score. Oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> Very out of practice. Um there's a lot of layers here that I really appreciate. So aside from the fact that Decker's actual um, like motivation to get all this stuff filmed is very confusing and weird, and contrary to what his actual motivation would be, beyond that point, that's why it's not perfect, there's a lot of things going on here where there's like the interplay between Decker and Adam Green, the interplay between Decker and the monsters. Decker versus the audience is an entirely different thing as well. It's surprisingly subtle for a movie that feels like a sledgehammer, but it's not. <laughs> you know, there, there's I know, there's a I good weirdly, amount of nuance here. I weirdly know exactly what you mean. Like, none of this seems like it's subtle, but then definitely watching this the second time, Ray Wise's performance fucking shines Rules. and highlights Rules. how well this yeah. whole thing is actually written. Yeah. So I went, I went high, I guess not the highest on the story, but me and Jake... Seven. Jack, why'd you Very hate this movie? La misma onda, as Mark usually says. <laughs> yeah. Well, our Same second category, boys, is world building and immersion. And I gave it a seven for world building and immersion. One, I think they Adam Green builds a really fantastic world here of, like, the monsters do exist. He doesn't want them to be dangerous. Decker says they're not dangerous. Then they are very dangerous. And they immerse you in it very well i think the pacing of this movie is what shines through most in the immersion category like it's always keeping you interested with something there's segments where you're interested in the horror in jokes and then segments where you're terrified by the jump scares and glued to your screen watching it it certainly isn't perfect it is bounce around a lot but it is immersive and it is a good world seven jake I went slightly lower here, but I don't disagree with anything you just said. I gave this one a six and a half. I think where this kind of like, it doesn't lose anything. I just have a lower score than you. You know what I mean? I gave it a six and a half. Like I said, it's just very obvious now, having watched so many of these mockumentaries, kind of like what you're dealing with. And as you have so many different little cameos from people in the horror world, it starts to build into this thing that you're very, very clearly, at least in my opinion, I know that it didn't have that same impact in other viewing circles. It's very obvious what you're watching to me. So a little bit lower, sure. but I still think it's it's definitely an above average uh, world that they built. And my immersion was not poor. Yeah, no, I like it. Mark, how about you? This time I gave it a seven and a half. Um, <laughs> and this is, I mean... This is probably my found footage bias showing, but I mean, we've all kind of circled the wagons on this one. It is a yeah. very easy watch. It's a fun one. Uh, the the cameos at the beginning are nice, but then the way this thing evolves over time also keeps you very interested. So it's funny at the start, and then as the tone changes, you're interested in how they're going to handle that. And even up to the very end, and where they have this like huge climax of like practical effects monsters attacking a car. It's it's like one big long evolution in how this thing is changing and evolving mm -hmm. over time. So I mean, there's never a point where the shtick has gotten stale and you want. No, to definitely, have. yeah. I and might be talking myself into a higher score actually. Uh, you, you know what? You might be talking to me into the, a higher the score, shtick. Definitely never never gets stale. And we talked about how well paced it is. For me, it's more just about like your knowledge that you're watching a production. 
Yeah, and, 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 and this I guess one that's is pretty where high. my does middle of picking Ray Wise comes in. But if they did that intentionally, that's like a whole nother layer that I need to unpack. One whole nother. So, I don't a know. Whole Come back nother. To me. We'll do this one again in a year, and I'll give it like a fucking 10. We won't, do, we won't <laughs> do that. This should probably be higher than what I just gave it, mm. now that I'm thinking about it. That's going to take us into Scare Factor, and it's a five for Scare Factor for me. I mean, it ha- this movie has to get a lot of credit for having an all-time great jump scare, and I think it does have that. Um, I don't know if it's clearing. I mean, it, I don't think it's clearing a top five list, but it, it certainly is in the running for a top ten list of all-time best jump scares, huh. uh, especially that first one. I think was so impactful and so good. Scared me in the middle of the day while I was drinking coffee. Um I, I just think that that can't be understated. And the rest of the movie, like, every time they're out there, it is frustrating that it's dark, but it is also pretty spooky. Yeah. He said I'm interested. What? You said it wrong. It cannot be overstated. I said it can't be understated. I think that's my shitty $2 mic. No, that's what I'm saying. You said it under. You said understated, and that's Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm drunk is what happened. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'd like to blame my mic, though, either way. Uh, that's fine. It's my mic. Just keep just, I'd like to, the mic keeps recording it. the wrong thing. Just that blame I, it. I'd like to blame my mic for the words that came out of my mouth. Exactly. Um, <laughs> either way, it, it is like it is scary when they're out there. I think the chaos scene of all the monsters attacking is also that feels pretty freaky and pretty hopeless combined with some good jump scares. I'm giving it a five. It certainly isn't an atmosphere of dread building throughout, but it is scary. Jake. Which is what I prefer, is atmospheric dread building throughout. Uh, I gave This, this is a, not an A24 movie. No, it's not. It's not a lot of things <laughs> that I typically go for. I, I don't disagree. There is a good jump scare in this movie, and I think that there are scenes that do well. But most, I, most of what I get from this is just fun. Like, there's a lot of comedy here, and it sprinkles in those jump scares where needed. Um, I... Did I say what score I gave this yet? No, no I gave it. A, I gave it a four, and it's very, very aided by that scare that you mentioned, Jack. I don't know that I could or would have thought to put this to a list if I ever had to do that exercise. But it's not we, a bad. We, one. I think we have done best jump scares as a Patreon episode before, but I don't think that's possibly true. We we never have we done it. If we haven't, we should. If we haven't, we definitely should. Absolutely have. Damn, I've never. I was not present for that. I don't believe. You yeah, were absolutely you, me and Jack did it. for that. Me and Jack did it without you. Yeah. No, I wasn't present, Jack. You don't get it. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Give it a four. I think it's... Yeah. Mark! I also gave it a <laughs> it's mo- four. It's mostly comedy. It's mostly comedy, but the jump scare is obviously laudable, and... Laudable. The, honestly, the scene where they're getting chased through the woods by monsters is a fucking impeccable horror sequence. You cannot peck it. Do not. It, do not peck it. It really is. And also, that's a good combination of horror and Don't comedy peck. where, like, the little creepy thing that runs by the cameraman's feet <laughs> is both genuinely so frightening and genuinely hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. You know what this movie is? This movie is a fantastic early October watch. So, you ever thought about perfect, that? You ever think about early October watches? By me. Like, what are the best early October watches? Well, Jack, this movie. It's, it's only going to make sense if you release it soon. Uh, well, this, yeah. uh, well, what's the Monster Squad? I'd I'd be fine with that one later in the month. I, okay. Yeah, I like Monster Squad a little closer to Halloween because it's so yeah. Halloween-y. Yeah. You know what some of my other favorite early October movies are? Hmm. The so Omen? This one, this, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie that's specifically set in June? Yeah, I remember that. Session 9. Okay. I think really holds up as like an earlier in the month 
there there are pumpkins involved, but it's not at all Halloweeny, and it's like getting you into the spirit. It's autumnal. You can drink some tumblers. Tumbler, rambler, tumblers. That's here in Nevada. The Sierra Nevada fall seasonal. Oh, that's a rambler, dude. <laughs> I mean, you can drink. No, some it's tumbler. No, it's tumbler. Is it a tumbler? I think it's tumbler. Mm, it's good beer. A tumbler is also a vessel to hold beer in, so that's confusing. I think it's a tumbler. I feel left out because Jack has had a stream of consciousness and Jake has had a stream of consciousness, and now you better get going. I, we're at the, I we're the, at the problem end. with my stream of consciousness is it's just blank. Oh, <laughs> it's just darkness. <laughs> let me work on it. Let me let me really coach up my stream of consciousness okay. for next okay, week. Okay, get there, get there, get there. Next week is gonna be all Mark stream of consciousnessing. I'm in Mark stream of consciousnesses are my favorite. <laughs> I'll save it for the omnibus. It'll be uh, fine. They're mostly the form of drunk texts. Also true. Haven't happened in years. Occasionally, Ooh, I, I write slam poetry while listening to Christian Scott Attune Day. As That's of very recently, new. I am coming back to Boise for Christmas. So, Ooh. Uh, I, did I say that I gave it a four? Yeah, I gave it a four. Yeah, it's it's good. It has it has its moments, but it's not a scary movie. It's not intended to be a scary movie. That's going to take us to effects or judicious lack thereof, and this is actually the hardest category for me. I think totally agree. A six. Um, I think it's above average, but also they show you so little in this movie. Like, I think they built cool stuff. They worked very hard. The designs are so good and so unique, and that's all really cool. But they show you so little, and it's so frustrating how dark most of it is. tantalizing. This movie's like being edged. Yeah, I cannot go higher than a six. This movie is a lot like being edged. Uh, Jake, how about you? (laughs) I mean... I gave it a little higher. I I think that by and large, like the the scenes of the monsters are so good that I don't know about you guys. I've seen it three times. We got a two and a one viewing here. I have gone back and like paused and like looked at those. They look pretty fucking good. They look great. I'm sure they are well made. Yeah. So for me, like the fact that they went and they showed you so little for most of it, but then shows you so much for the points where as a horror fan, which is probably the people who are watching this anyway, they're going to do what we just did. Uh, The fact that it looks so good is commendable. And I think that they absolutely needed to hit that nail on the head, which they did. I gave it a seven and a half. Okay. And that's that's where I'm going to stick. And, and to your point, Jake, I think it's worth noting here that at least according to the Wikipedia lore of this movie, like they they spent so they expended so many resources trying to make animatronic monsters like practical awesome. effects animatronic monsters out of all of the designs of this lunatic's notebook. Dude, and they you're like, being so rude. No, I, I mean lunatic in terms of like drawing cool monsters. Like, cool. Well, I earlier you thought he was just a lunatic. No, that was you. I don't think the man is in any mental distress. It was not me. I was the one just looking at the Wikipedia page. Jack, you posited it really. You're weird. gaslighting me so hard right now. Yeah, you gaslighting son of a bitch. Either way, they they, you. they tried their best to make all of his designs into fully animatronic monsters, but his designs were so unique and weird and creative that like some of them just physically couldn't be rendered into reality. So I think yeah. that's cool. Mark. So now I feel bad about giving it an eight because I think you could talk me up into a much higher echelon of this movie. Hello. There's nothing. You're feeling that way about a lot of your scores. There's yeah. Well, yeah. I I think I think I have a bias against this movie because of how like low budget and specific and niche it is. Uh okay. but they put a lot of effort into this, and now that I think about it, there's really nothing that looks 
bad. No, no, but that's well, because if, they show you it, almost and it, nothing. And if it does look bad, what? oh, you might say there's a judicious lack thereof. You know there, what looks Jack. the worst? I'll I'll tell you right now. What looks the worst is I think it's you guys convinced me it's Vance the bag on top, and then he's got like the the spider spin, things. Yeah, uh, his like bodysuit after he's in that form is very much just like painted. Burlap. Or like rubber. Well, I'll tell you what looks bad. Little Bigfoot, the thing that they catch on camera and they show to people, is just a dude crawling around on all fours. But like we are also on record as loving practical, and everything here is it. Yeah, it's practical. So okay. I I yeah. wrote down eight, and now I want to go higher. So whatever, I'll, I'll stick with the eight for now. But yeah. it's an eight plus. It's an eight check mark star rainbow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If I were like a second grade teacher, I would have given him extra stickers. <laughs> Okay, I get it. Yeah, which is going to take us into overall. Yep. Is there another one? Okay. Overall yeah. or overall. judicious lack thereof? <laughs> overall. I'm giving this movie a seven overall, um, which I think is probably a tilt up mathematically. This movie kind of rules. I think so for me. Yeah. I think the highest yeah. score I gave it was a seven, and I'm giving it a seven overall. Um, the, this movie is so fun. It's so watchable. It's really, really good. I, I just... Man, I was delighted to have watched this thing. It surpassed my expectations. Jake. I also gave it a seven overall. I think that comes out right to about where I would expect mathematically. Um, I could easily... I try to decouple like number of viewings from these ratings, right? But it's really hard to put myself back to whatever year it was that I watched this for the first time. Um, I could see myself have having rated it a little bit higher initially, I think. But we are where we are, and that's what I'm giving it. Interesting. Fair enough. Deep. I think I would have rated it lower initially. Well. But also, the weird thing here what? is I gave it a six and a half, which means I'm the lowest of the three of us. Mm. But also, I'm regretting the all The highest of, this. of all yeah, the you, ratings. You, you're yeah. the one who's giving it the lowest overall rating, but you've said so, on every category it should be higher, and I feel like all of your ratings were higher. And here's what I'll say to that. I, I think the overall category is where you incorporate, like, what the movie is holistically. Yeah. And this thing is so specific that it does sort of limit itself. I think it will land very hard for genre fans and people who like love watching visual effects. And in that way, it's like so fucking cool to watch, but also the, you know, my ability to recommend this to people who, you know, I work with or I'm friends with, or I'm family with that's, I mean, that's sort of inherently limited by what it is. Cause they don't really, that, they might enjoy it, but it's sort of inherently limited by the in-jokes and meta-commentary of the whole thing. So I did go a little bit lower there, but honestly, I mean, whatever. It's a very lovable movie, and I love the pick, Jack. And also, well, I Mark- think I already summarized my whom would I rate this. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, you transitioned for. us into our next segment for whom the hell is this very nicely. Um also a reminder, go check out our friends at uh, uh, Who the Hell is This For, uh, friends of the podcast, and they're doing horror bingo for the month of October. You can go to their Twitter and check out their bingo card. I think they intended it as blackout bingo. I certainly won't be doing that, um, <laughs> but I'll be I'll be doing some some of the lines of the bingo card, uh, which is which is going to be fun. Play along with them. So, uh, in terms of f- to whom the hell I would recommend this movie is, uh, frankly, it's broader than just genre fans because this is obviously, obviously, you recommend this so. to all genre fans. Jack, to whom you would recommend this the hell? 
Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. For getting that grammatically correct. But like, <laughs> this is a movie I could recommend to my parents without two so without them being like, what the grammar. fuck? You you were so far off of correctness, just to be clear there. <laughs> there was a comma splice. I there was it. an implied comma splice. <laughs> I liked it. Um, like, this is a movie that I think my, it, you know, this like 89 minute movie, I think my parents could have fun with on like a night where they're cooking dinner for friends and have a horror movie on in the background. This isn't a bad one. They have experience um, with horror films, though. They do. They have some. I, but they're, I just, they're definitely they're definitely not going to get a lot of the in jokes, like most of them. I actually, this is all very interesting to me now because this movie is so fun and like jovial for the most part. I would be curious to know what my parents who sure. hate horror movies. I I would also be interested in that because I'm coming into this segment saying that this. I mean, we've talked about. I've talked about it throughout the podcast. I think that this is great horror genre fan service and. To, I mean, in specific, if you like Adam Green and are familiar with his work, you're going to fucking eat this up. I think it's fantastic I mean, we've, in that regard. We've reviewed exactly one of his movies. Yeah, maybe we should do more. We should do Hatchet at some We point. never got to my nitpick that he outlines the Holliston thing way hard to the point where I think this was a marketing vehicle for Holliston. Maybe. Because I've never even heard of that shit. It, it might be, though. <laughs> I mean, it might very well be. Yeah, yeah it might be. Um, <laughs> we should maybe do Hatchet at some point. That's a fun flick. That yeah. interestingly enough, when Jack and I first started like doing this stuff, and what we would basically like marathon horror movies throughout the month of October, and I think the first time we did that, Hatchet was on the list. Hatchet um, was definitely on that list. Yeah. A- anyway, back to it. I for me, it's it's straight up to to people who are already into genre films and are going to get what this movie's putting down. Otherwise, I think there are other recommendable films. That being said, I would be interested to see like what folks who are not at all privy <laughs> to what is going on here would think of it because it's a fairly enjoyable film, I think. I think you just missed it. It's a lot. so specific. That's what's interesting to me yeah. is it's going to hit people like someone's going to really like it and some people are going to really hate it. And some people are just, I don't know. And some people are going to think it's just middling. And now we've <laughs> wow. touched the whole spectrum. So you recommend it to everybody? Yeah. No. I recommend it to everybody as a litmus test. <laughs> I don't think you're going to glean much from that. No, I'm not. Okay, but it's great. Still a fun That's fun. Test. Wow. We should leave. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. This has been episode 232 of the A to Z Horrorcast. If you like what we got going on, you're still here hanging out with us. You might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, all of our proceeds are and will continue to be going towards somewhere that actually matters for this foreseeable future. That is currently Feeding America. We don't have any devices on changing that. So come and see what the extra perks are and hang out with us and know that your money is going to a good place. All of our links to our social media, our website, all that good stuff, that's down there in the links in the description below. And as always, the music is coming at you from Super Bear. Guess what? There are links down there below as well in case you're interested in hearing what else they are making from a musical standpoint. Next week, we are going to continue into our October horror movie that are kind of Halloween-y, building up to more Halloween-y style thing. There haven't been pumpkin beers yet. Maybe that'll break out next week. We'll see. We're going to go with one of my movies next week. We are going to go with The Innkeepers, fairly recent one. Maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. Either way, come hang out with us then, and we will see you in roughly a week. Hopefully, you're coming out on time. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. I don't like what Jake's doing. I I can't really see it, but it feels insulting.